ready to go. Hey, welcome to the Edge broadcast. Welcome, uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Sure, you were you were suggested by our friend of. Uh, 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 Freely speaking ben. of there in a live chat. So yes, uh, Benjamin from Australia. Yeah, That's man, he's he, he is he is a great guy. I was kind yes. of kidding. <laughs> I, I was I was kidding. I said, hey, when, when I say it's down under or a spot of tea, I mean, is that Australian or is that English? I'm I'm, I'm trying to I try to relate to him. He's my know. mate. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's 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 our mate. You know, he's a, he, no, he's a great guy. We've had him on a number of times. Appreciate him so much. Uh, well, Donald, man, uh, we'll be talking about conspiracies, of course, and um, you've been around a long time uh, looking yeah. into conspiracy theories. And you know how everything starts out as a theory turns out to be a, a, a fact. Right. So, That's right. And they're not a conspiracy analyst, I am. <laughs> okay, conspiracy analyst. So, so what got you, what was your first foyer into conspiracy? What's, what, what, did you, what happened to you where you thought, man, i got to look into this? Uh, JFK assassination. I was a teenager um, in the mid 70s, and uh, Mark Lane had a group. Mark Lane was very famous, Warren Commission critic, wrote Rush to Judgment. Uh, he had a group that was all across the country called Citizens Committee of Inquiry. Mm -hmm. uh, so I quickly joined and became the head of uh, the local chapter in my area. Mm -hmm. And uh, very cool. I got to meet him and everything. And uh, there was. Once he started looking into that, I couldn't close those doors anyhow. So I and uh, this led to other rabbit holes. I mean, JFK assassination led to RFK and MLK, and then later, especially you know things like Waco, Oklahoma City, Ruby Ridge, uh, and of course 9/11. So I mean, it's just it's one thing after another. So I pretty much look into all of them, but I think they're they're all related in, to the organized corruption that uh, we see everywhere. Mm. Well, it, it takes a lot of lies and lies built upon lies to keep that facade going of, of these things. I always notice that when, when an event happens, like, uh, um, well, we could take uh, uh, Oklahoma City. They said one, one or in the beginning, they said there were probably two or three guys in a truck, in a rental truck. And, uh, you know, they said there were uh, dogs sniffing around for bombs and people didn't show up for work. Then all of a sudden it gets cranked down a couple of days later to one guy, one shooter. That's it. Kill him. Get him out of here. This is the way it kind of is. It seemed like the original reports kind of lean more toward the truth until they start massaging it later. Yes, yes. And that's what most most all my writings reflect that. You know, people read my Hidden History books, and I'm working on my third volume of Hidden History now, Hidden History 3, and I'll be sending that off to publisher soon. And I uh, I analyze these events, I just and I look for those original reports that you're talking about because they're very important. Because that's, that's when you a lot of times glean the truth before the narrative gets set mm -hmm. and the witnesses change their mind and they fall into line. You know, in the JFK mm -hmm. assassination, most of the witnesses heard shots from the front. Uh, but eventually they wind up, well, you know, they said three shots from behind. That's what I heard. You know, same thing with 9-11. You had you know, 156 witnesses, most of them firefighters. There were explosions in the buildings. They all heard it. They all reported it. But uh, you, I have quotes from him in the book that, well, you know, that's what I thought at first. But uh, actually, it was, uh, you know, it was I didn't realize it was the it was the buildings collapsing free fall. So they do in all these events. They uh, are originally a lot of truth gets out. And uh, you can see something even like this Uvalde, Texas thing where, you know, the original was he being traced by the Border Patrol and all these original was the door propped open or not. I mean, these things constantly get changed. And then eventually the narrative gets set 
you know, Sandy Hook was, was the mother of beloved kindergarten teacher at the school. No, actually, she wasn't there at all, but they reported she was. And uh, JFK Jr., which I'm one of the, I really was the first to look into that extensively, and I think it was another assassination. Uh, there was a 9.39 p.m. phone call reported constantly, AP, UPI. I have tape from... Uh, that a researcher in Texas sent me of the original uh, local broadcast in Boston, WCVB-TV, where they're talking about the, the 9.39 p.m. phone call over and over again. It uh, turns out a couple of days later, well, no, actually, there was no 9.30 p.m. phone call. So that, <laughs> those are the things that interest me because the Coast Guard actually sent out mm -hmm. a, a petty officer, Todd Bergen, to give an interview about that phone call. And uh, now, you know, that the, the reporter, she won't answer my emails, and the guy that did it, Todd Berg, and he's <laughs> – but readers will see in Hidden History 3, he sent me a, a very interesting email reply. Let's put it that way. But uh, so apparently both of them gave an interview about something that they now claim never happened. So mm -hmm. <laughs> In the book uh, we have in our background right now, uh, how many – in the Hidden Histories, how many conspiracies are there in there? <laughs> too many to mention i mean i i covered uh, the first volume was from the jfk assassination uh until um through the obama years it was actually before trump believe it or not trump isn't even mentioned because mm -hmm. he you know it was published in 2014 so uh there's a lot in there and, and basically i mean there's a few things i missed readers reminded me i i i neglected the uss liberty the attack on the liberty mm -hmm. by israel uh which i should have covered and uh but I've got most everything in there. I have the the 60s and all the all the um, assassinations that took then OBJ's body count. I have uh, in the 70s. I, I talk a little bit about uh, Watergate and Jimmy Carter. The 70s are actually kind of boring compared to the other stuff. A lot about Reagan and the mm -hmm. 80s October surprise, Iran Contra, uh, Bush's uh, Bush had a huge. Both Bushes had a big body count, and of course Clinton conspiracy central. I call the Clintons, and that's mm -hmm. you know. Tons. Of, a lot of the book is about the, the Clintons because you, you, you have Ruby Ridge, Waco, mm -hmm. Oklahoma City, uh, and then JFK Jr. Just alone, in addition to their other scandals. And, mm -hmm. and again, it's and got a lot, a big section on 9/11, obviously. So mm -hmm. uh, there's oh. a lot there, and there's a lot of unnatural deaths that are connected to all these events that I that I tabulate there. Mm -hmm. A lot of body counts. Now, don't, don't forget Benghazi. Right. Well, Ben Ghazi actually, uh, yeah, I, I think I, it was coming. Uh, that was right about as the book was being published. I, I think I have a little bit of that, but I really didn't get to go into it because and there were so many things happening. And uh, the book was definitely written before that. I might have put a mention of it at the end. I can't even remember. But um, like I said, it was it was written um, halfway through the Obama's, I guess, second term. Mm -hmm. And because uh, it was 2014. And obviously, if it's published, then it was written mostly before then. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I covered material that I could, and uh, it's it's just a, a lot there. I mean, there's, it's it's hard to keep. But people tell me you think everything is a conspiracy, and I say, well, well yes, actually, I do because we're being <laughs> run by conspirators. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is this is what they do. This this is how this is standard operating procedure for them. It's they it's a way of doing business. I mean, mm -hmm. you think of the mafia, and I think the way they do business, except for the mafia was much more principled. And they, they actually had some scruples. Wow. The people that run us, the people that run us, it's organized crime with no scruples. And they will kill children, they'll rape, and they'll sex traffic kids. I have a lot in there about the uh, Franklin Credit Scandal and all the other um, you know, organized child sex trafficking that we know exists. Mm -hmm. And um, but uh, yeah, it's, well, it's a well, lot, let lot me, in there. But. Let me let me just come out of nowhere with a with a question. Um, if if we if I was to Google uh, celebrities. 
or elites or government officials with black eyes, I would get a whole <laughs> list. I would see George Bush. I would see the Pope. I would see Madonna. I would see every John Kerry. Yeah. Now, either all these people are falling down and hitting themselves in the damn eye or something mm -hmm. to that. So my question to you is, is that a conspiracy? Well, I, either that or people like the Queen, Queen Elizabeth at 90-some years old is getting in fistfights. You know, I don't, I don't think that's happening. So, um, yeah, it's the Black Eye Club is uh, apparently related to adrenochrome, mm -hmm. which is, uh, if you don't know, adrenochrome is a supposedly, and again, I, obviously I have no first-hand experience with this, thank goodness, but uh, as the way I understand it is uh, children especially ex secrete some kind of a thing called adrenochrome when they're really scared. Mm -hmm. So if they're being you know, raped or under assault of rape, and that's why snuff films have always been so popular with, with the elite, supposedly, uh, because obviously the greatest terror I guess they could experience would know they're going to be killed. So a great deal of adrenochrome is released, and so I, I don't even know how it gets how they breathe it in or whatever, but apparently a side, a side effect of the adrenochrome is uh, a black eye. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, that's what we hear. Uh, now, to me, that's knowing that, uh, that there is all these from the McMartin preschool, the Franklin credit scandal, to Pizzagate, which I don't back down from. Something weird was going on there. I don't know what, but something. Mm -hmm. and, and we know that uh, you know, the late Dave, Dave, great Dave McGowan wrote uh, something online you can still read called The Pedophocracy, he called it. Uh, he did a lot of great research on that. It's a real thing. I've had a couple of these um, young women on my radio show that, that were into that. When they're, they're lucky they got out because it's, it's kind of like you don't meet too many former prostitutes. You know, Once you get in that business, you usually end up dead. You don't get out alive, and uh, this is obviously much more serious than prostitution, even. And uh, they, most of them, don't make it out alive. Very a few are, but uh, they tell the kinds of stories that the, these are important people that uh, that enjoy this sex, child sex trafficking. It's there because it's popular with the elite. They're willing to pay top dollar for it, and uh, apparently, it's not just because of sex. Apparently, there is something. You know, we've heard stories about the. Uh, getting uh, blood transfusions from young people and bathing in their blood, all the stuff that they think makes them young. And uh, I, I can't begin to understand it, but I just know there's a, a lot of evidence out there that indicates that this kind of stuff is going on. And most people really, it's the darkest thing I write about. And people, most people don't want to go there, even if they're into some other conspiracies. Ah, it's mm -hmm. too, you know, come on, I can't, I can't believe all these guys are, I can believe priests, you know, or they'll believe mm -hmm. that, but I can't believe these guys are doing it. Well, it's, I don't think all these uh, these uh, adults that tell about what happened to them as children and they have they have a lot of uh, consistency in their stories, mm -hmm. the same kinds of things we see. I don't think they're all lying. Well, now, well, now we clearly see uh, Biden's mind is snapped. It's it's turned into mush. Is it that because he's in that club that it's manifested whenever he sees a little girl, he sniffs her hair that he forgets. <laughs> He forgets where he is and just does, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, the record of his, of his daughter, I think, had a, uh, where he was taking showers with her. Um, and so is, is yeah. that what it is? His mind can't keep things straight? Well, uh, I think in Biden's case, I think he really probably has some kind of dimension. I think he's not able to, I think because of that, he can't um, control it. Because I think you don't see these other guys. You don't see uh, you know, people like Epstein, I don't think, was mm -hmm. doing that in public. Mm -hmm. um, but I think Biden, because of whatever he's got going on mentally, and we can see every time he tries to speak, he's, he's struggling. 
So I think maybe he just breaks down and he doesn't realize he's talking to reporters when he's talking about mm-hmm. his crunchy leg hairs and the kids like to touch him and all that. Guys, I mean, you know, no, nobody would do that normally, especially a politician. But I think he uh, clearly has something going on mentally that he uh, he can't. But I th- obviously, he has a predilection for it mm-hmm. because you say he's he's constantly smelling these these. Uh, now, to be fair to him, he, he, he does this to women of all ages. It's not just little girls. He's an equal opportunity offender, yeah, what you're saying. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, let me ask you something. So, here's, an obscure, here's an obscure one for you. See if, see if you caught up on this one here. I think it was um, uh, there was an event where Hillary Clinton was there, and she passed out. They drug her through this van, threw her in like a sack of potatoes. Her, her, foot, her shoe came off. Yeah. But they didn't take her to the hospital. The, the woman running for president, they didn't take her. For, they took her to an apartment. And then all of a sudden she comes out. She looks 20 pounds lighter. Got, so her makeup's done. And there's no Secret Service around her. And a little girl comes up and says, hey, you're the greatest person ever. It, that did not look like the Hillary Clinton, that sack of potato thing that got taken in that thing. Somebody else came out. Is, is, that, is that conspiracy or, is it, or what? Well, you know, that's when you really go down the rabbit hole. But... Um... Certainly the Hillary Clinton that we saw in the 2016 campaign with her uh, uncontrollable cough. And uh, as you noticed, uh, there was another time when she, she was like collapsing and they had to help her in, you know, a couple times like that. Uh, she did not look to be in good shape at all. And of course, there were rumors in the conspiracy world that she's really dying. She has all this stuff. But uh, she seemed to have recovered really well after that. And the Hillary Clinton we see today uh, doesn't show any of those kind of traits. So... I don't know. Do they have secret technology? Or, you know, you've got people thinking that you know, people think Biden's clone. You know, they, people think that these that sometimes they're clones. I don't know. I don't discount anything. I'm open to anything. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I think there's a lot more concrete areas we can show mm-hmm. uh, the corruption and, and the conspiracies out there than that. I mean, that's, you know, it's not to say it's not impossible, but uh, certainly I would concentrate mm-hmm. more on Hillary Clinton's uh, life of crime and the fact that she's never been held accountable for it. Well, Donald Jeffries, I've been doing this show since 2004. And what I've come <laughs> to learn is this. Whatever the news says, believe the exact opposite and work your way back. Because <laughs> most people believe what the news say, says and then they have to work their way toward the truth after they've already internalized the deception. I say... Yeah. Just assume what you're hearing is deception the first time. Then, if it's true, it'll work its way back and prove it. But otherwise, otherwise, you're gonna go you're you're gonna go way off the rails, and you're gonna be a, you're gonna be in prison. And you won't even know why. All right, let's get to a couple quick questions for you. Um, Gavin Adams says, Don, did JFK make his secret society speech just before his assassination? No, no. I th- I, th- I think he made it. I think he actually made it early on in his presidency, 61 or 62. So, uh, no, that's not the case. And it's a great speech. It's an incredible speech. But keep in mind that uh, <clears throat> when he was talking about, uh, he was uh, basically describing communism at the time. Now, it applies to, in, in many other ways, and people interpret it that way because it sounds like he's talking about the Illuminati or whatever. And and he could be. <clears throat> you know, he mm-hmm. could have, that could have been speaking in code. But, it's a wonderful speech, and yeah, I guess it would be more dramatic if he had made it right before his assassination, but no, it, 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 I think it was relatively early on in his presidency. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hold me that for sure, but I know it wasn't made like right before his assassination the way, or anything. By the way, on our website, we do have a poll related to tonight's question, and particularly that question, <clears throat> who killed JFK? Of course, the usual suspects you can select from, Oswald, George Bush, 
uh, angry Democrats. The, uh, that's my favorite, angry, angry Democrats, because they've, they've always been angry. Uh, the Illuminati, <laughs> and, and an obscure one people may not know about that's listed in, in the who's who of, of, of freaks is uh, Raphael Cruz, uh, the Mafia, the Military-Industrial Complex, Johnson and the KGB. Let's check the results. Right now, 46%, uh, Don says, George Bush and the CIA. What was he doing there? He forgot what he was doing there, remember? 20% says yeah. Illuminati. Only 6% say they're tied with anger Democrats, say uh, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Most people don't believe that the old Oswald man, the old goofball with his KGB training and old-style gun did anything. <laughs> well, I'm amazed that 6% of your of your audience would well, – I'm amazed that anybody That's would a little high. Is that a little high? Well, yeah, watch it. What if you're watching a show like this uh, and you think Lee Harvey Oswald did it? I'm not sure. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of conspiracy 101. Like I said, it got yeah. it got someone like me started down this path. So that's that's the one that's usually easiest to educate people mm-hmm. on because mm-hmm. it just took it, it took me as a teenager mm-hmm. a few weeks, you know, of research and reading some books and and starting to read the testimony and evidence to realize, wow, this is a big lie, and it really. Mm-hmm. It opened me up, and it, it, it kind of, I guess, made me for better or worse the kind of guy I became because uh, it radicalized me. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think that when people ask me who killed JFK, I always say, look, I, 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 I think it was obviously very powerful forces in the government, and uh, I think, I think Oliver Stone's JFK got it pretty much right when he said it was something in the wind, and you know, somebody had come, the Pentagon makes a call, and the CIA, people like Alan Dulles and the CIA. Uh, maybe they used mafia shooters. Maybe they used French shooters. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's lots of we don't know who the probably never he, know who the shooters I, are. I, I consider JFK uh, really the original disruptor, and um, of course I think yeah. and it is my opinion that Donald Trump is the second most disruptor that we've ever had as a president. And Ronald Reagan to some extent, but certainly Donald Trump. And I wonder how many things they've thrown at him and how many accusations, false stories. Uh, do you think, I mean, there's only one thing left that seems to be able to stop him, and I won't even mention it on the air, but do you think that he has a, 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 any, and I don't know where you stand on supernatural stuff, but is, does he have protection? <laughs> Donald Trump, well, well he, uh, he has something, considering he's 75 years old, and he allegedly drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day and lives on fast food, and he's overweight, uh, and he seems to be in great shape. He has he has. He has uh, so the greatest energy level, uh, you know. That you're he's got dragon. He's got he's got dragon energy. Yeah, he he really does. But again, you know, I, I'm I'm one of these guys. I'm a Trump agnostic, and uh, we're the smallest minority group in the in the country. And uh, I know I've lost lots of people because I, you know, I, when Trump ran for president originally, uh, I I was you know obviously kind of gung ho about it. I was hoping, mm-hmm. and uh, I lost a lot of friends because of that. And uh, I lost a few on the other side because uh, <clears throat> my feeling of Trump is that uh, <clears throat> he uh, was uh, he, he did a lot of good just by by saying the things he said. But the problem is that's pretty much all he did or mm-hmm. was able to do. You look at it anyway. You can say, well, he wasn't able to do anything, but he mm-hmm. didn't get anything done mm-hmm. that important, mm-hmm. significant, mm-hmm. and that would have been closing the border, bringing the troops home. Uh, really, he attempted to put some tariffs on China. He attempted a little bit in terms of free trade and bringing industry back, and he caught so much hell for that, even from people that uh, had been on his side. You know, I, people that were friends of mine. I said, "Wait a minute, since were you for NAFTA now?" You know, because Trump's personality, it, mm-hmm. Trump derangement syndrome is a real thing. There's no question about it, and there's I see it all the time, and uh, it corrupted some good people. 
And I don't, I don't know why they can't look past that. But hey, you know what? He certainly, if you look at what's happened since the election, and of course the election was, it's. But I, I prefer to say it was, it was the most overt electoral fraud we've seen. But I wrote in Hidden History about, vote, you know, vote scam that the Collier brothers talked about. This electoral fraud has been going on for a long time. It's just because Trump had mm-hmm. such uh, strong support from millions of people, they were paying more attention than they ever had. And, you know, when they saw these things like votes coming in the middle of the night and and, of course, the mail in ballots, which right. was so obvious. And now you have the 2000 mules. It's kind of documenting, the you know, the uh, <clears throat> when they were coming there. It was so overt. And then the fact that the courts wouldn't even look at it. Right. I mean, he he lost in 60 out of 63 courts or something. I mean, I, what what this should have shown people is the extent of the corruption and what's there, what we're faced with. Mm-hmm. So. If Donald Trump, regardless of, he, of how, how sincere he was, mm-hmm. uh, one person, he proved one thing, and that's one person can't possibly take on this deep state. Uh, you yeah. need a lot more people. Right. And his party, the Republicans, mm-hmm. uh, were uh, their Republicucks is what I call them. They were largely worthless, and they're still largely worthless. Did, because did you say Republicans? Republicucks. Cucks. <laughs> C-U-K-C-U-C-K-S. Oh, okay. Republicans. I thought you said C-U-N-T-S. No, no, Same no, difference. no. I didn't say no. I would. Big difference, yeah. Republicucks, because they're, they're basically, uh, if they were boxers, they would be constantly backpedaling. Well, and, you know, maybe throw a counterpunch in once in a while. Well, but. let me ask you this. Is, is this indicative of, of that, what you're discussing? I, I have a feeling that this fraud was of such a massive scale, but I, it just, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm believing that that, on smaller scales has been going on for a long time. And here's yes. why I think that uh, there are s- several states that have super Republican majorities in the legislature, but, yeah. but the people switched and voted for a Democrat governor. I mean, right. how, how is right. that? And let exactly. me tell you, tell you what's going on in Indiana. We have a super majority legislature and they just uh, uh, overruled uh, the, uh, the governor here who's a Republican, but that guy, he's a Republican. He's a, I'm sorry. He's a Republican. He's a big old, <laughs> white, white pasty doughboy, and here's yeah. what's happening with him. He was invited to Davos, and they contributed forty thousand dollars to his election campaign. And he's yeah. the one. He's the one that kept Indiana in a lockdown. He is trying to get brownie points with this group. Either they're promising him re-election because nobody here wants to elect him. Nobody here likes him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you know, he is going to get our legislature has to override him because of his left-wing ideology. So I'm, I'm thinking either. Either he's being he's being groomed for the new world order. If you're not a Democrat in there, then you're a Republican who's being groomed. Well, I mean, you, you just look at I, I talk about this all the time, and it, it, most people don't talk about it. I, I I I think why I have the audience I have is because I do mention things that nobody on the left or right is mentioning. And one of the things that we should talk about, regardless of, of what you think of Republicans or Democrats, I call them uh, Republicrats. That's what I called them for mm-hmm. years. Trump changed that a little bit. He really did because now we're really divided. But um, if you look at every election, uh, on average, like 95%, 96% of incumbents are reelected in every election. That's going back decades. And uh, it's, this is, we're going to have you, they're going to expect us to believe that the same people who public opinion polls say Congress has like a 5 6% approval rating, underused car salesmen, and yet they can't stop themselves from reelecting 96% of these clowns? I mean, who who is reelecting Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and Chucky Schumer mm-hmm. and Maxine yeah. Waters? I mean, 
who is who was probably uh, Adam Schiff? Right. Who was re, who was reelecting these people? I mean, if they're counting the votes, I I prefer to. I'm hoping that it's massive vote fraud because I'm hoping they don't count the votes because if they're really counting the votes. Look what happened in the in the primaries and for the Republicans, you had this guy Kemp mm-hmm. in Georgia. Now right. he's right in the middle, tip, the biggest rhino you're going to find. Right mm-hmm. in the middle of all the vote fraud. He was right there presiding over it. Now, Republicans in Georgia, I thought, were irate about the vote fraud. Yet they couldn't help but give 73% to this guy to the uh, over the guy, I think, Purdue, that Trump mm-hmm. endorsed. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is, is can that be real? I mean, I, and then you had Madison Cawthorn, one of the few. Uh, he, he seemed pretty good to me. Now, he had the kid's tape came out, supposedly, but I, I don't know. I, I I thought that was a typical smear job, but he became one of the very, very few Republican incumbents who gets defeated in the primary. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't. I, I prefer to, to believe that they don't count the votes. That's what I want to mm-hmm. believe. But, but mm-hmm. the part of me says that you know maybe you know maybe Americans are that stupid. Maybe yeah. they maybe they don't have to because the last two well, years ought to mm-hmm. tell us that. Maybe how outnumbered we are, and you look at some of the things people have done for two years, maybe they are really voting Nancy Pelosi back in. I I don't know. I I think they're still counting votes in Pennsylvania, man. I mean, why is it it that that Democrats run every election vote-counting thing out there, man? I mean, they can kick people out, put boards up, shut her down, claim water yeah. leaks. These people are freaking frauds. All right, let me join, let me recognize some people joining us in the live chat. Life Station Express, Freely Speaking, uh, Casarelli and uh, Heather for Yashua all have joined us. If you're watching this program on our YouTube channel, the chat's on the right. If you're watching this program on the website, the chat's on the upper left. Both of those are combined, and you can send questions into Donald Jeffries through that. Chris Holmes says, Donald, do you have books on Kindle? Oh, yeah, all my books are on Kindle. All right, and then Freely Speaking, speaking of Freely Speaking, how does the former Speaker of the House get convicted for child sex abuse against boys, yet none of his fellow lifelong Democrats were even aware of his deviancy? <laughs> well, I think they were, they probably were aware of it, and, and it's, I, I don't think it, I would imagine pedophiles in the general public, I've never known one, but I knew. I mean, maybe, you know, of course you never know. The pine closed doors. But uh, I, I have to think it's a really small percentage of the population. But it seems to be a much a disproportionately large um, percentage of people in Congress, elected officials. Now, mm-hmm. is that because they, they go after these guys and they, they purposely try to promote people that are blackmailable? So they know you get out of line. In the old days, they would just they had a lot of gays. Mm-hmm. Now being gay isn't a scandal anymore. It's embraced by the Democrats, mm-hmm. especially the Democrats. So uh, they have to look for something like pedophiles mm-hmm. or uh, I don't know what what could well, be worse than that. In, but in, in, in the in the LGBTQRVBR five four nine group, <laughs> right. uh, if you're if you're gay. You're almost a Republican. You're 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 yeah. not you're not deviant enough nowadays. You are not deviant enough. In fact, I had to shock some of the viewers earlier when I was doing something what I do call ranting points. I just go off on today's news. I I had to inform them there's such a thing as fuzzies because I believe the Uvalde shooter may have been a fuzzy. Are you aware of what a fuzzy is? No, I don't know what that is. Okay, a fuzzy is is a man, usually a gay man, and then another man who dresses up as an animal. And he walks them. When you see him walking them, like with whips and chains, 
and then and then rapes him as he going along. That's, those are called fuzzies. They there's fuzzy oh. convention. Don't ask me how I know. I didn't go look for it. But but they're they're in that brand new flag. If you've seen that new flag now, there's a, like a big V triangle in there. There's 15 other colors. It looks like a Photoshop palette palette now yeah, yeah, color yeah, palette yeah, yeah. so th- they've lost the rainbow the rainbow wasn't good enough for him but uh <laughs> but you're practically straight you're you're practically straight now if you're a gay in that in that, in that group oh yeah yeah it's old-fashioned traditional okay let's get to another question here so and uh he was talking about uh democrats with boys remind me of barney frank I, that dude's a loser uh yes. what, what uh this is this is completely in left field uh somewhere where you'd like to re- uh, reside what are your thoughts on the ufo and alien conspiracy well, I'll probably write a book about that one day, and I uh, my novel, The Unreals, which is the first book I had published, my only fiction, uh, that touches on that a lot, uh, it, and it kind of combines the conspiracy world, the JFK stuff with uh, with UFOs and Fortean phenomena. I'm very interested in that world, and I'm very suspicious of the fact that suddenly UFOs are becoming respectable, Congress is holding hearings on them. Again, I... Uh, this is my second most favorite subject as a teenager was UFOs beyond the JFK assassination. So when I wasn't reading about JFK, I was reading UFOs, Bermuda Triangle, that was really big back then, that kind of stuff, Forte and Phenomena. And I'm very much aware of how people that saw UFOs or claimed to see UFOs back then were treated mm-hmm. by the same media now that is embracing the same government that denied and lied and covered up about it. Uh, there's a little thing called Project Bluebeam out there. It's been around for a while, Uh-oh. and a lot of us are scared that they're going to invoke that, and we're going to see a fake alien invasion. I don't, I don't predict, but I do find it very suspicious that suddenly UFOs, the same people that they made fun of, ruined their lives, ridiculed them for claiming they saw these things, now suddenly, hey, they're the, you know, they're the, they're the coolest thing in the world. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm I have, uh, I'm very skeptical about it. Well, let's go to let's go to current events here real quick, and we'll we'll go as our stream of consciousness dictates. But Uvalde's all in the news. Of course, gun control is about where it's all at now. Everything. Don't worry about your gas prices. Don't worry about the uh, baby formula. Don't worry about the border. Don't worry about World War Three. Worry about getting guns out of the hands of honest, law-abiding citizens. Um, where are they going with this? Well, you know, it's it's it's. You analyze these things, and typically, you mentioned earlier about the media. If they say something, you just assume it's the opposite. I assume, and having looked into Sandy Hook and Boston bombing and all those things, uh, too much probably back when you could, when they used to, you used to be able to have videos that dissected these events. I, I would, I would tell people that uh, in my book, Bullyocracy, I wrote about the school, the live shooter drills that they have in schools, and they have had for decades, and it's, they're, it's a part of the curriculum all across the country. And these live shooter drills are completely scripted. Your tax dollars pay for this. And they're politically correct scripted. So you're not going to see the shooter's never going to be a demented climate change activist or a transgender. It's always going to be a homeschool advocate, a gun mm-hmm. nut, right. a demented Trump MAGA. supporter. Right, MAGA, exactly, the MAGA hat. Uh, and they use crisis actors. Crisis actors exist. They, they are used for these, for these events. Mm-hmm. They used fake blood. They employ police and EMT personnel who participate in it, and they never tell the children. So you think of something traumatic. I mean, if that had ever happened when my kids are in school, I, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I would have been arrested. I'm sure I would have been a star of some YouTube video getting tased by the police or shot by the police or something because that's if that's not child abuse, I don't know what is. I mean, you're traumatizing an elementary school student. They think a live shooter's there, and it's a stupid drill. Sometimes they don't even tell the teachers. So my point is that Knowing these things go on, it's not irresponsible. It's just a small step from there to say, well, maybe these events that you're reporting 
maybe they're they're using crisis actors too. Maybe they're using fake blood because you guys do it all the time. So it's it's not irresponsible, especially when you see all of mm-hmm. the events in the Uvalde, Texas thing. Again, people should hope that that was a hoax or a live drill because mm-hmm. uh, if you look at the events, what was reported, it makes police officers look like uh, maybe they should be defunded because uh, you know a bunch of them came and stood for an hour outside where mm-hmm. where kids were being shot in a school. And we're mm-hmm. supposed to accept that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I can't I can't believe that. Obviously, it looks like they did that, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't, and I, I saw one group, uh, a mother and father that were interviewed, and they asked them what grade their daughter was in, and the mother said, "We don't know the grade." Is that possible? I don't know. I don't know any parent on the face of the earth that doesn't know what grade their kid is. But that's the kind of stuff you see mm-hmm. in these events. So, like you, when these things, especially, well, anything. The, the, the state-controlled media, and they are state-controlled, they have no credibility at all. So mm-hmm. anything they report, especially something like this, as you said, has such a clear and obvious agenda. I mean, it's basically, you barely hear the shooter's name. The gun is the villain. Right. We must get the gun. So mm-hmm. the inanimate object is the, is the bad guy here. Uh, it's so obvious that as soon as these things happen on cue, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I I just wrote, I write on Substack all the time, and I just wrote a, a piece uh, just the other day called Do Something. And it was inspired by that. It's basically, it's mm-hmm. do something. And that's what happens after every one of these events. Right. The typical suspects say, we have to do something. And we know what do something means. Mm-hmm. It means to take away more of our, uh, our dwindling well, I liberties. Think, uh, I think uh, uh, Freely Speaking can speak to that with Australia. They had a, a, a mass yeah. shooter event. And then they said, hey, we got to do something. And took everybody's guns. And then yeah. now they've got tyrannical lockdowns. And they'll come after you, man, like uh, there's no tomorrow. So the, yeah. all we got to do is look ahead and see what happens when there are no guns. Uh, but uh, but you you talk about the person that didn't know the the grade of their own child. Well, the the I believe it was the school board just reelected just yesterday or today. The the chief of police said he did a great yes. said he did a great job. I'm great job nine, nineteen dead kids. And he did a, he did a great job. I'm I don't know. There's something yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, and he told him to stand down. And that, so that's what I'm saying is that when these it, again taking these things on face value. And I'm believing the reporting of state-controlled media that lies about everything. Mm-hmm. They don't tell the truth about anything. So no. why would I assume they're telling the truth about this, especially mm-hmm. when it gets such – I mean, they might tell the truth about incidents that don't get much coverage. Mm-hmm. you know. But it, something like this, when they're nationally reported, politicians, the media are saying about do something, I, I, don't, I don't believe anything they say. And it, obviously – it's in those circumstances you have to question how the narrative develops and how it changes. Wait a minute, did was the door propped open? Was you know were border patrol chasing? How did he? Now I was on a show earlier today, and you actually have even some mainstream media finally questioning the finances involved here because we're told. Mm-hmm. I read that this kid Ramos was living in a 400 square foot apartment. He was living in abject poverty with his grandmother, mm-hmm. sleeping on a we mattress told. on the floor. Mm-hmm. So we're and he worked at Wendy's. Now, we're told they added up the ammo and the guns they claimed that he bought, and it was like $9,000. Now, I'm sorry. You can work at Wendy's your entire life, and you're not going to be able to save $9,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. that's, that's not possible. And he also had a truck that was exp- you know, fairly expensive. So you mm-hmm. factor that in. So maybe he had $15,000 working there, living in abject poverty, and we're also told he couldn't drive. So where did right. the truck come from? I mean, so this, these, are, but nobody questions this, no. it's, except for people like me. They either claim you're crazy, you're harassing the parents if you question it. How am I harassing the questions, uh, parents by questioning that? 
That makes mm -hmm. no sense. And then uh, the other side will just focus on the guns. We have to do something. It's like, mm -hmm. well, <laughs> okay, uh, it's, the gun didn't do it by itself. Well, they, they, sometimes they do say the quiet part out loud, like they said about the pandemic. That was the best thing ever happened to the Democratic Party. I mean, basically, yes. it, 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 it legitimized the drop box, and we know what happened as a result of that. But I understand that there was 48 lockdowns at that school because they're so close to the border and the Border Patrol has been chasing killers and thugs and tra child traffickers through that city. And they locked the school down. But this day, hey, they, somebody going to prop the door open. Okay, that, okay I, that's – but we got – hey, I got good news for you, Don Jeffries. The DOJ is investigating it. So that should assuage any concern that you have. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. I'll go by whatever they say. Right. They'll, they'll, they'll straighten this thing out and but, tell us exactly what happened. But you, but you mentioned lockdowns, and the, one of the initial reports was that they had locked the school down before the shooting. They claimed they were – the early reports said they were on lockdown status. Now, I don't know how that equates in a door being propped open, and then later, no, the door actually wasn't propped open. So if – again, what is the value of lockdowns, these nonsensical lockdowns, if a school shooting can happen during a lockdown? Now, when I wrote my article, I get good feedback – I had three people from Texas alone, parents whose school kids are in those Texas schools, and they all told me the same thing. Security is so tight there. You try to go in the school, you have to be buzzed in as a parent. They have bulletproof glass at all the uh, the windows and the doors, mm -hmm. uh, and all the doors are locked at all times. This is they're on uh, red alert all the time, and especially if they were under lockdown. This, I'm sorry, this is absolutely impossible. It it's. It doesn't equate with what I'm hearing and what people's experiences out there. And it obviously, the idea that police officers, if they're, the guy that you said, he's the one that gave the order to stand down or basically said it was a, a different, mm -hmm. a, I forget, a barricade situation. Or some yeah, kind barricade, of yeah, right. And then we're told they waited out in the hall and a janitor came and gave them the key. These are the same cops who burst or kicked down doors at no-knock raids, for have been doing it forever, mm -hmm. many times the wrong residents. Mm -hmm. And they'll shoot first and ask questions later. Lots of people have been killed in those no-knock raids. They're all unconstitutional. But so these same these same police officers are going to calmly wait out in the hall while somebody's shooting kids. Wait right. for a key from the janitor, and the janitor takes an hour to bring mm -hmm. them the key. Right. I mean, it, none of it makes any no. sense. And if, the if, that, if all that's true, every single one of those officers, I, I don't know if you can prosecute them, but they should be drummed out of law enforcement forever. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the police chief should be definitely thrown off the city council or whatever and, and you know, be shunned. And maybe mm -hmm. he can work at Wendy's or you, something, you, uh, too. Well, for one thing, that, that psycho asked his sister for some money, and she wouldn't give it to him. But all of a sudden, it comes out of nowhere three days before the NRA convention, just saying. But you just reminded <laughs> yes. me You reminded me of that shooting, I think it was in Las Vegas, where the one witness, the guy in the hotel, he, he gets shot in the leg and he goes to Mexico. Yeah. And, and then the hotel says, we, we put him up in a place, uh, in one of our own hotels for safety. What had happened to that guy? He was the witness, the only witness that there was. And so, I mean, he just he just goes off the radar. I mean, there's crazy stuff going on. Yeah. All right, let's get to a couple more questions for you. By the way, we want to welcome uh, Gladys Kravitz and Robert Griffin to the program. Uh, will Biden win the next election or will Trump? Why uh, or do you think there's a dark horse? Well, you know, when, when Trump was elected in 2016, I said uh, it was such a shock to me that I said, like, I, 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 I'm never making any predictions anymore politically because I don't know what these guys are doing. And I, did, I never saw Joe Biden being the Democratic nominee and the president because I thought he, I, he was the weakest candidate. His candidacy was dead. And mm -hmm. then suddenly 
you know, he, he, he beats uh, Bernie Sanders on his candidates on Super Tuesday. I don't – obviously a decision was made to just say – so uh, to me, he I don't know how he – but again, if they were counting the votes, how could he be elected? But if he runs against Trump – and that's why people that, that love Trump – Make the mistake when Trump brags that he would have won in a landslide. No, there's the country is utterly divided. There are probably 70, 80 million people who have Trump derangement syndrome to some degree in the country. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and they would vote for anybody. They would vote for Charles Manson. He was, if he was, they would vote for a serial killer mm-hmm. over Trump. If Hitler was alive, Hitler, I think they would vote for Hitler over Trump. They hate Trump with a. I've never seen anything like it. So. The idea that that he could have uh, crushed anybody in with, with that with those amount of voters mm-hmm. is is wrong. Mm-hmm. I still think he won, and there obviously it was fraud. But I think mm-hmm. it would have been a close race, and it's always going to be a close race. And you also can't uh, you can't forget the how many uh, millions of illegal immigrants have come across just since Biden was elected. Yeah, so no, those, we, and, we, they're, they're all going to vote. Yeah, we, we <laughs> know what that we know what that game is and we know just before yeah. the midterms he's going to have some executive order just boom. By the way, you can if they're not already you know they really don't need that executive order, they're going to do it anyway and they're getting paid probably right. somewhere in those, those packets that they get is probably a, a democrat right. voter card in there and they probably get a reward for doing it. I mean, you can't put that kind of thing past, but I think Trump has a better chance of winning if, uh, if he could get at least 15 or 16 circles, Joe Biden won with 13 circles wherever he went. I figured if, if uh, Trump runs, he gets 16 or 17 circles, then he should be able to take care of this thing. All right, let's get to another question. from This is again from uh, Freely Speaking. Thanks for participating. Uh, Randy Quaid held a press conference talking about Hollywood star whackers and extortion racket. Can you elaborate on that theory? Yeah, well, I went into that a little bit. My, my latest book is called On Borrowed Fame, Money, Mysteries, and Corruption in the Entertainment World. It's a little bit different, but it, it still focuses on corruption. And there are lots of conspiracies in show business, too. So it, it, it's, it's the same kind of things in body counts, big body. Next, next to uh, politics, Hollywood has the biggest body count out there, maybe a bigger one even. But uh, Randy Quaid, great actor. Uh, he kind of went to down the rabbit hole big time years ago. I'm not sure why. I think he's into conspiracies, too. I'd love to contact him. I've been trying to through back channels, but uh, he's not easy to find. But he came up with this theory. And having analyzed so many of these celebrity deaths that you just got, Bob Saget, for instance, recently, mm-hmm. that, that that's a star right. record death because he just mm-hmm. makes no sense. I mean, he was he was his head was was his hit so hard it was like he fell 20 stories and they claim he hit his head on the bed. Come on. Ridiculous. But I don't know why they did it. I don't know anything about Saget being into any, you know, conspiracies or whatever, but uh, that's the kind of stuff Randy Quaid's talks. He he thinks they just kill celebrities and and maybe they do it just to make news, to get people talking. I don't know. Maybe it's part of the job there, but there uh, there's so many people in the entertainment business that die under those bizarre circumstances and you know in my book mm-hmm. you'll see it's the same kind of thing i wrote about in hidden history for politics where uh suicides that obviously weren't suicides you know shot twice in the back of the head and things right. like that you'll see that kind of stuff you'll see uh, overkill where you'll see you know some rock star's ex-girlfriend stabbed 60 times or something it mm-hmm. doesn't happen right. outside of that industry so something is going on there and uh it certainly uh it, it, it bears scrutiny but uh, i know nothing more than that i'd love to talk to randy quaid more about it though mm. yeah and then you, you you talk about overkill that would be like a seth rich case well i mean yeah. how, how many times did that gets that guy gets shot and they never even took his stuff and then then they're then they're got an obscure one for you check your memory banks i believe it was uh 
Ron Brown got killed on an airplane. Absolutely. And yeah. he was, un- yeah. what I remember was he was under indictment, like 75 charges or something. And he yeah. and he was quoted as saying, if I go down, Clinton's going down. But when that right. plane crashed, they said they found his body sitting next to a rock with a bullet hole in his head. So I detailed all that hidden history. I go into the Ron Brown death. And it's interesting when I was on, I think it was Red Pill 78 show with uh, Zach, um, year or two ago and uh, somebody called into the show and uh said he was uh ron brown's cousin i think or uh, nephew or something mm-hmm. and it was really cool because he was saying that yeah that no, nobody in our family believes that they think he was murdered too and he absolutely was and uh, it's because he was going to talk i mean ron brown was not a good guy he's like a mafia guy you know mm-hmm. thoroughly corrupt mm-hmm. but he he did say that i'm not going down by myself because he was under and and you had another and these 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 deaths uh, have deaths associated with them. So he had some woman that worked with him in the Commerce Department, I think, who's get this. Her body was found uh, naked, dead, I think tied up in a closet or something in the Commerce Department. I, I don't think anybody's ever mm-hmm. been found under those circumstances mm-hmm. in the Commerce Department. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's the kind of world they live in. It's it's worse than the mafia. And we and the problem is every time it happens. And readers can read my hidden history books and see, wow, it's like, you know, there's so many of them. And I, I can't catch them all. I mean, you know, I, but I, just the amount I have, mm-hmm. the fact that nobody thinks anything is suspicious and they think you're crazy if you talk about them. We don't, we don't know anybody in our lives that that happens to, but it happens mm-hmm. all the time. You know, like if you knew the Clintons alone. That goes back to the first hour when I, when I said, what's with everybody in the black eyes? I don't know. I don't know anybody who's ever had a black eye since I was a kid, and he punched right. me in the eye, and I punched him in, in the eye, yeah. and I was 13. So I haven't seen a person with a black eye since. But now, man, you can just Google it, and all these world elites uh, are doing it. But uh, so um, there's so many there's so many conspiracies to pick from, but they they paint a larger picture that there must be an end goal. Are we? Is this what they call the Great Reset? Is this the, sort of the end goal of everything and the most, even starting with the JFK, going to 9-11 and, you know, Oklahoma City and, you know, all, you know Rand, uh, Randy Weaver. Are they building up and, and the mass shootings here and there? Are, are they, is somebody got a grid or a book or a plan and those are leading up to this Great Reset? Well, I think they have a plan, and right, right now, as you speak, you know, they're 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 uh, they're holding their yearly Bilderberg meeting, and that's uh, people want to think there's a conspiracy. That's that's one of the biggest indications that there there is some kind of grand conspiracy because you have the, the the movers and shakers from all over the world, including royalty, meet together in secrecy every year behind closed doors to discover to discuss nothing. We're told to the absolute silence of the mainstream media, but. I'm like Winston Smith in 1984, you know, Orwell's hero. He asked at that time, he, he asked why. He said, I, I can see what's going on, but why? And that that's, mm-hmm. I've been asking that all my life. Once I realized what was happening, I realized these people are utterly corrupt. They're criminals. They're, they're, they're the worst organized crime figures ever because they have, they don't have the morality of the average mobster. Uh, they're absolutely reprehensible people. The worst people on earth. But, they have absolute power. I mean, in the last two years, once they shut the world down and the majority rolled over and played dead and put mm-hmm. on their stupid little masks and mm-hmm. kept their six-foot social distancing and they shut down uh, small business, they stopped people from going to church, uh, they mm-hmm. utterly wrecked the economy, they did everything and there was barely a whimper of protest. 
So at this point, they should be feeling great about this. So why why they're trying to, and they are obviously trying to collapse it. Why they want to destroy this, I don't know. I don't know what the why is, because to me, it seems like they have the greatest situation anybody could have. They have us utterly under their control. They have ultimate power. They have all, they're grabbing all the wealth. We're basically becoming a bunch of serfs, a bunch of peasants. And I don't know why they would want to wreck this, but they undoubtedly are. They're they're trying to, they're, they're, making things collapse i but i don't know i don't know what the ultimate why is any more than winston smith did mm-hmm. i can mm-hmm. i can only speculate that it's maybe you know again this there's there are really evil forces involved behind us satanic forces uh that maybe we can't comprehend but i think there's something uh, supernatural i don't think it's just because earthly motivations they've they've achieved all that they have everything you could have on earth so i think it has to be something beyond it but i i don't i i, I really ultimately don't know it seems like where that sort of leads. I remember when I went to a, what's called a Gen 6, 6 conference in uh, Branson, Missouri, and uh, uh, one of the speakers there was talking about some, the Skinwalker Ranch, but he said the more he investigates these things that are happening, uh, the more he is coming to the understanding belief that there is a supernatural element to, to these things behind, you know, in the larger picture. Now, the normal mind, look, we look at these things, surely... At least, surely, uh, uh, politicians aren't raping kids. Surely, they're not uh, trying to destroy this country. Surely, they're not grooming little kids in second grade. You, you know, you has to be a complete. You know, the the mind, the normal mind can't receive that, and so it looks confusing because you look for the common sense answer. Well, somebody just hates him, so he just wrote a hit piece, you know, and uh, and that with that little kid, he, he you know, he, little Johnny, he he's really little Mary, you know, somebody's trying to help him, you know. Because the mind can't can't get to that level of depravity, and so the only real answer for that is you've got to veer because it isn't normal. You've got to go into a supernatural area to find out how evil there must be some completely heinous, soulless evil behind this whole thing. Yeah, I, I think that's the only way to look at it because you, uh, as uh, you know, J. Edgar Hoover of all people, you know, back then it, it said when he's talking about the communist conspiracy, he said, you know, the average person can't comprehend the, mm-hmm. the extent of this. They can't, mm-hmm. they can't, especially when you talk about something like child sex trafficking, even people that might, you know, be open to JFK or even 9-11, that's too much for them. That's why mm-hmm. they recoiled so much at the Pizzagate thing. They don't want to believe that, uh, maybe they don't want to believe that there's that much evil in the world, but mm-hmm. it's it's there. The evidence is undeniable, and, and we don't know why that is, why, but that's, the problem is that this, we got to this point, I think, because and that's why I think if people read my history books, going back as you know, crimes and cover-ups and the prequel to this uh, went back to the founding of the Republic. And in Hidden History 3, I'll kind of examine things from all eras. But if you look, all these things happened. We didn't get to this place where we are today by accident. We didn't get to this state of tyranny, this desperation, things collapsing. It happened because... Uh, the American public for forever has been apathetic, has been dumbed down, stupid, compliant. Uh, really, since the founding fathers' generation, they were the last generation that was really, you know, willing to fight. Uh, since then, we've rolled over and played dead, and we've allowed these transgressions every time. You know, so uh, Kennedy gets killed, nobody cares. I mean, the, all you have to know, even even something like that, where the the, the polls have shown from the beginning that you know, 80% of the American people don't buy that Oswald did it. But 
almost the same amount of percentage of people, if you ask them, should we have a new investigation of the assassination of President Kennedy, say no. So they're satisfied with the lie. I mean, I don't know how you possibly, it's it's like six Congress having a 6% approval rate, but you vote 96% of them back in every election. Mm-hmm. If that's legitimate, I don't know, and I, I'm beginning more and more to think that people really are that stupid because mm-hmm. I, I look or I've seen what has happened during the pandemic, and I've seen how many people, I've been canceled by members of my family because I won't get vaccinated, and I, I see how people have acted about this, and I'm, be, I'm beginning to think, you know, maybe these people are voting these people mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Maybe they really mm-hmm. do. Yeah. This is, and so, uh, and I think that's, that's, that's more terrifying. I'd rather that, believe that they're being, you know, but they're, to think that, so then what do you do then? I mean, how can you possibly fight that? This vaccination derangement syndrome is what it is. And these are the people, these are the people you see driving down the road with a mask on or yes. riding their bicycle with a mask on. They're trying to show how obedient they are. It's yes. really disgusting. They, they, they don't have any idea what freedom, freedom is. Uh, but we could talk about uh, going down the slippery slope. We could say we could start say with abortion. You know, well, you don't surely you don't want uh, back alley abortions with coat hangers. And so now we go down a slippery slope to where we are now, which in New Jersey is saying yes. that a baby can come out while they have this like druid type conversation with this baby out. And this is what during the gubernatorial thing a couple of years back, and 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 they said they will have a conversation with a doctor, and then they'll have a conversation with a, whoever else after the baby's yeah. out. Just like yeah. druids around, going, oh. yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. so that's where that went, right? And then surely, surely you, you're all about love, aren't you? Just two people, just they just want to cohabitate. That's all they want to do, just because you know, they. Well, wait a minute. Now they need to get married too. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Now they need to get uh, get kids. Now we're now we're at drag queens in the public libraries in the schools at age two and three twerking in front of little kids. Uh, that's where we're at with that. So you know, and then you talk about elections. Well, surely you want everybody to be elected. Now we have mail drop boxes with videos of people stuffing them in and jamming the machines. So I said all that to say this. We're right now at this crossroads, and it's guns. And people are saying, well, they just, no, they, they just, weapons of war. Nobody needs a weapons of war. Biden said, you know, you couldn't buy a cannonball in 19, 1776. Well, yes, you could. Nobody wanted to buy a cannonball. He doesn't know that. He just, that, that's slippery mind anyway. But they're just saying it's the AR-15, the, you know, the evil-looking guns. But we got to know that's not it. That is not it. If they, if, if, if we don't draw that line there, it's it's the handguns. They've already said that which should not be spoken. They said nine millimeters, so that's already slipped out. They said the quiet part in, in out there, and now we got Beto Beto O'Rourke or Beta Male O'Rourke. You know he's trying to ride this thing and you know trying to get his numbers up. But but if that AR-15 gets in, it's it's all guns. Yeah, and, and, and speaking speaking of the worst people on earth, Beto O'Rourke. But uh, that's the kind of people in charge of us. But uh, the Second Amendment, it's the same kind of thing. I'm I'm a I'm a free speech purist. I'm a civil libertarian. There's, there's you know there, there's almost no civil libertarians left in America today, uh, who you know believe in believe in the Bill of Rights, uh, with all our hearts, and we'll defend it for everyone. We all have these rights. We're God, and these are God given. But this is the problem: is that the founders, when they came up with the Bill of Rights. They said that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that that, man, that, that that they come from God, that these these rights come from God. Well, you probably have, I don't know what the percentage of is America that don't believe in God, but it's millions of people. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of the ones that are in charge and have positions of power. 
So how do you sell them on God-given rights when they don't believe in God? So that so those rights mean nothing to them. Mm-hmm. And so when you're and the debate is over when you when it gets to the point where you have people and millions of people in this country now believe that men can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. This is where that men can have babies, and I've I've met them, and it's a, how you how do you have a discuss? You might as well go to the local mental institution and talk to the guy who thinks he's Napoleon. Be more interesting. Uh, that's the problem that you have that that we've reached that stage mm-hmm. when you when you're when you're putting cotexes in, in boys' bathrooms in schools. They're doing that now, mm-hmm. and so and you talked about uh, afterbirth abortion. Well, they've had a guy I've talked about him for years. That uh, is, uh, I think he's Princeton. He's one of the Ivy League universities. And he's a, a tenured professor. For years, he's been advocating after-birth abortion. Well, his dream is finally coming true. The, the, the law they passed in California recently, supposedly, I don't know, I've heard all things, that they, supposedly they claim that it can be read in a way that it gives the mother, it's always the mother, it's never the father, even after it's born, gives the mother the right to kill her baby up to 30 days after it's born. Now, uh, just think of that. And uh, the guy at the Ivy League University, and this, it's, as you said, starts with coat hanger abortions. This is gradualism. And eventually mm-hmm. it gets to, so if they get to that point, then it's going to be, and they've already bandied this term about, remember it, mm-hmm. age of viability. Mm-hmm. So they say, you know, the ki- the child was not at the age of viable. When would the age of viability be? No two or three year old. They're not viable. I mean, four, five, six. They're not viable. They can't go live independently. Mm-hmm. So they're they're trying to give mothers not mm-hmm. because again, they're t- it's always about turning the sexes against each other. And if you look at all those cases of absolute child abuse, where uh, parents are trying to. Uh, force their little boys and it's almost always little boys mm-hmm. to be little girls right. when they're in kindergarten what is that when they don't even know what sex is it's almost all the court cases that it resulted everyone i've heard of the mother's been the one that wants to change the sex and the father's trying to hang on to some kind of sense you know some sense mm-hmm. and uh this is this is a horrible situation we have because it's it's uh something like abortion and again abortion's not it's not one of my top issues but the problem is, it, it, once you see that the Supreme Court uh, recent decision, it brings out the madness. And you see how deranged mm-hmm. uh, the majority of American females are over this mm-hmm. issue. And, of course, it's associated with issues. And, and so they're, they're more than likely, they, they're, for some reason, they, they, they don't see any kind of inconsistency. Because mm-hmm. I've tried to say, let's try to, let's try to set this stuff against each other to get it to explode. But somehow they can accept a woman has a right to choose. Mm-hmm. But... You or I could just say we're a woman too, right? So well, don't we have the well, right to choose too? So <laughs> well, <laughs> hey Don, I, um, you know we didn't have formula shortage until men start getting pregnant. So <laughs> that's right. you know that's right. I'm just saying that's where that came from. Um, yeah. Gladys says, what ha- what are your thoughts on what really happened to Phil Haney? Phil Haney is that is that the UFO guy? I don't know. Need a clarification on that. Let's get to yeah. another. What well, we think about that and get another quick question. What happened to Loretta Fuddy and the infamous plane crash in Hawaii? How does it link oh. to Obama? Well, that's don't forget that one. And, and and that's where Donald Trump first really caught my attention because uh, he was uh, he tweeted out you know afterwards because Loretta Fuddy was the uh, individual who uh, supposedly verified. That that ridiculous, what seemed to most of us forgery of a birth mm-hmm. certificate to prove mm-hmm. that Obama was born in, in this country, uh, came out and she was in a plane crash. And it's usually not, I haven't heard of too many plane crashes where there was just one fatality. Mm-hmm. She was the only one that died. And uh, and Trump tweeted that out, you know, 
Right. Per, you know, woman who, uh, you know, his typical style, woman who verifies uh, Trump's birth certificate, only fatality in a plane crash. Very strange, exclamation point. You know, but then this this is Donald Trump. Right. What happens after he becomes president? He holds a press conference and says, but Barack Obama was born in this country, period. That's what I'm talking about. So I mean, he obviously, you know, Roger Stone, who wrote the foreword to uh, Hidden History, the paperback edition, uh, he contacted me early on before. And he, I really didn't even know who he was. And he had read Hidden History and loved it. And uh, we talked on the phone, and uh, he told me about Donald Trump, who was just announcing for president then. And he had been pre friends with him for 30 years. And he said, you know, you're going to love this guy. He knows about all the conspiracies. And I know he does. But, again, he did nothing. You know, he, 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 he knows all this is a lie. I mean, I, I can tell you from Roger Stone. And yet he... Uh, People don't know about Brett Kavanaugh, for instance, one of his you know, Supreme Court appointments who are all disappointing. But Kavanaugh lost in the thing about uh, the absurd thing about uh, what he might have done to some, some girl when he was in high school or college. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't even remember the day or the time. The most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. Right. Again, people believed her. You know, how do you how do you have a how do you possibly come up with an alibi if your accuser can't tell you where and when it happened? Mm -hmm. Pretty hard to have an alibi, isn't it? But that, that's what we had there. But Kavanaugh. Uh, w was involved with Kenneth Starr's uh, absurd whitewash of an investigation of Bill Clinton. He was in charge of the Vince Foster, hey, the, the, the whitewash there. And Trump mm -hmm. had earlier, one of his many things where he would tweet out to let you know he knows, he goes, you know, a lot of people think Vince Foster was murdered. He knows that. But then he appoints mm -hmm. Kavanaugh. So mm -hmm. that's Trump, man. And that's why I'm agnostic on him, because he, he does that stuff all the time. It's mm -hmm. a consistent pattern. Well, well we, we talked about uh, Loretta Fetty and the, the, the plane crash where she's the one that dies. Uh, what about these plane crashing into uh, and, and the fires of all these food manufacturing plants? <laughs> yes. This yeah. is conspiracy number 3-4-5-6, man. Come on. Well, I mean, it's uh, what are the odds? I mean, I, I would like to know, have some statistics on how many ever how many planes ever crashed into food storage facilities before? Mm -hmm. And they've had uh, two, uh, two, or is it two, two, two or three? I think that have happened. All, all the fires have happened too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you, you would think uh, I've talked about this recently. If after the first couple that happened, especially if you know there's a food shortage coming, and this, and of course these happened right after Joe Biden assured us, you know, there's going to be a food shortage. Okay, mm -hmm. well now there is. But uh, you would think that there'd be tight security, wouldn't you? That hey, yeah. man, we gotta be careful here, man. We can't have any fires at this facility, mm -hmm. or yeah. apparently not, because they're still burning. So yeah, I, but that's what I'm talking about. That's why I don't have, I don't have much confidence because it's just people like us are questioning it. We know the people that are awake are questioning, and there are millions of people that are awake. But the problem is there are many more millions that are not awake, and this doesn't matter to them. You you can you can tell that story. And they'll still be talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. That's that's where their minds are at. You mm -hmm. know? <laughs> they're, they're... I think the latest one was a uh, chicken farm in Michigan and lost 350,000 birds. No cause yet determined. Uh, there was one right here in Indiana. The plane, the plane filled distribution plant burned down. I mean, it, uh, uh, it, what's the odds? I just want to know, <laughs> do we have 20 or 30 manufacturing distribution centers for food burned down every year and it's normal you know kind of like the california fires which by the way there's another conspiracy man i'm telling you somebody's setting those fires they've caught so many people oh, yes. they, they catch yes. so many arsonists and then they just let them go and they go out and burn the same day you know that kind of works out now, somebody suggested that uh it's, it's, that they're actually burning the fires 
to put increase the particulates in the sky to lower the earth temperature. So they've justified eliminating the forest so they can fix global warming. Let me tell you something. I'm in Indiana. We're running at 75 degrees here in June, and it should be 85, 95. So we've got global cooling going on over here. Yeah. All right, here's another question for you. What is the main reason MLK had to be snuffed out? Was it to ensure racial disharmony continued in American society? Well, I can only speculate on that. I think that um, uh, certainly in MLK's case, and, you know, the, the, the best evidence, and most people, and I'll be talking about this in History 3, you know, there are witnesses who reported uh, that he was not killed by the gunshot when he was taken for treatment in the emergency room. There are witnesses who saw, and they named the doctors, they saw doctors putting a pillow over his face and suffocating him to death. Now, you're not going to hear that on the same news that, you know, we think would worship Martin Luther King. They don't. But uh, I personally believe that Martin Luther King was killed as a warning to Robert Kennedy, mm -hmm. uh, much as Marilyn Monroe was killed as a warning to John F. Kennedy. And I, I, that's what I think. I don't know. I'm speculating there. And certainly uh, J. Edgar Hoover was a man of his time. He was a racist, I'm sure, behind the scenes. And we know that J. Edgar Hoover that the FBI sent a letter to King, you know, before that, where they basically said, you know, there's only one thing left for you to do. They basically told him he had to kill himself. And so that's out in the public record. So pretty, and King had recently uh, changed a bit. He had changed, he's gone outside civil rights and he had become a, a big vocal uh, anti-war activist. Mm -hmm. And I think they were, they might've been threatened by the, the poor people's march in Washington because uh, that, that when you have that many, just this, the powers that be, if you could get millions of people marching in Washington, D.C., millions of fed up people with the tyranny, that's frightening to them. And uh, I think there there may have been some fear there. But I, I'm only speculating. All, all I know is that James Earl Ray mm -hmm. definitely didn't do it. There's no question about well, that. That's, uh, no. Well, speaking of pillows, wasn't it uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice Alito that killed himself with a pillow? <laughs> he well, killed? he was found with a pillow. Yeah. I found that okay, he killed job. himself with a pillow. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Very a, strange. Thing. That was message, and I tell you what, um, uh, my pillow man didn't have anything to do with that. All right. Um, <laughs> that was a free. That was a free one for you. All right. Um, all right. So then we have the uh, question of the official. Officialdom said a plane crashed in Shanksville on 9/11, but there wasn't a trace of the crashed plane. What was in that hole? Yeah, there's and that I'll be I'll be going into in Hidden History Three. I, I really go into depth on that, and there's so many stories about. You're right. There people saw another plane flying around. Uh, most witnesses have said there was certainly not enough wreckage to be a plane. Some people said there was nothing. I think the official version ended up being mm -hmm. that the plane uh, somehow bore down to the ground and was obliterated. It was so, I mean, just nonsense. It never happened before. But uh, there, people will be able to read all about what I found in, in uh, Hidden History 3. But suffice to say that, again, nothing about that day, 9-11, makes any sense. And mm -hmm. I think the record shows that Whatever happened in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, either the government shot down a plane and lied about it, or, uh, you know, it, it, it was, who knows, it, the, the planes were routed somewhere else. You know, there's there's also evidence out there that uh, that said Flight 93 uh, landed in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And I have the testimony, right. the mayor and, and everything, all that will be in the book there. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know what that means, but it's pretty mm -hmm. detailed. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, what, what does that mean? I don't know. And it doesn't seem like, but there's uh, lots of strange uh, eyewitness testimony, needless to say, uh, from Shanksville. And 9-11, uh, 
much as JFK assassination was the uh, kind of the uh, the thing that set off boomers, the first mm-hmm. you know the, that we first you know really started getting suspicious of something. Nine Eleven is like the people that are. Um, uh, the millennials and maybe the, definitely they, that's their JFK assassination because it's mm-hmm. it's so obvious. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking seven and I. We're talking about the possibility of of a, a of evil on a scale that is unimaginable, but is quite yeah. real. In 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 that frame, is it plausible to to think that somebody would actually want to start World War Three? Well, it. Uh, uh, you hear a lot of people talking about it and uh, acting like they do want to start it. What does that mean? Uh, I, I think, again, World War III, it, it hasn't happened. And I, I know people, that's why I don't predict things. Because uh, yeah, a couple of months ago, I mean, people were just, hey, World War III is coming. It certainly looked like it. But it never seems to happen. So, I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to keep up the COVID thing, if monkeypox mm-hmm. is going to be a thing, or they're going to come up with something else because they've shown they can shut us down. Or if they're going to go to their old stand, tried and tried and true standard you, of, of a world a war, war another world war. Hey Donald Jeffers, from your website, do you, and anything that you do involved with, do you uh, do you sell gold? No, I don't. But Tony Arterburn, who produces one of my radio shows, the Wise Wolf uh, Silver and Gold, I, I would recommend him for that. Mm-hmm. Do you would you say that's something to have for an extinct uh, extinction level event? Well, that's what everybody tells me. I, I can't pretend to understand that because I, I just just as a non-expert, I don't know what any commodity would necessarily be worth mm-hmm. in a mad match. You can't make a sandwich out of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, but I mean, it, people believe that strongly. Like my friend Tony, that gold and silver are the things you want. I mean, I, I am prepping to a certain degree. And right now I'm looking, I got to get a backup generator to figure the best deal for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're stocking food and water and uh I think we need to do that because uh, there's uh, – but, again, I don't predict. And a lot of times they back off these things and people think mm-hmm. things are going to happen and then they don't. And uh, so that's why I don't – people like Alex Jones you know, make so many predictions and then people can make fun of them later and say, you know, look at all the predictions we had at Y2K, what was going to happen. So I don't – Yeah, I, I, just I want my money back on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think the people in charge just uh, – they. I, I know they're bad, and the only prediction I make at this point is that whatever happens, whatever they do, it's not going to make things better for the for most of the people. Now you can you can take that to the bank. <laughs> whatever happens will not make things. And you're better. you're sticking to that one, okay? You you yes, you're making absolutely. that defend you're making that definitive statement. Somebody asked if you have yeah. a website, and you, of course you do. And I, there's a link in your bio section on our website. All you got to do is click on that link and go right to his website there. Yes. Um, but uh, so. One of my favorite tests, if somebody is awake, awake or woke, is a, is a simple 9-11 question, how many buildings went down? If somebody says two, they're woke. If they say <laughs> the true number, then they're right. awake. And right. from, from that, you can infer that they are awake on some other issues. Because if they know that, that means they haven't been deceived. How, how do you suggest people sort of inoculate themselves from the disinformation campaign that is relentlessly in our face every single day in every every source? Well, the way I approach it is I never back down from anything. So uh, I try to be consistent. So if somebody says, you know, I, I, I'm not afraid to talk about Sandy Hook. I'm not afraid. I had a guy, for, uh, the Flat Earth guy on my show a couple weeks ago. She goes, there are nice. millions of people that believe wow. that now. So... 
Uh, so I, I, I don't, I've moon hoax people. I, I, I'm open to everything because I know mm. we've been lied to about everything. And I think people, there's so much infighting. And I, I've experienced it from the JFK assassination community, 9-11, mm-hmm. um, people with Alex Jones and people like that. There's so many that are on the same page. And I, I try to, to uh, form a, a coalition with people, anybody. If you understand that we're living under tyranny, you understand we're being lied to. We can disagree about, about little things. But we need to, we have to come together because every time we say, well, I'm not going to, you know. Alex Jones is a disinfo agent or you know, somebody else is, uh, David Icke is or whatever. Uh, some of them are. I'm sure some of them are. We know Cass Sunstein and the CIA has been doing this for, for years. In my book, Hidden History, I talked about how many assets they, they placed in the Black Panthers and the KKK. They've been doing it forever. They're, they're, we saw what happened on January 6th. Mm-hmm. You know, we had tons and tons of undercover agents there. Everybody knows that. And uh, But... That's, I think the the important thing is to try to get together, to get the people that are awake uh, to any degree and try to get them to come together and understand mm-hmm. we can we can do better than this. What's, and to try to be positive about it to say that, you know, we can obviously, is this, you really think this is the best you can, that we can do? These people leading us, I mean, these are, these are, hard, we, we have corruption and we have incompetence. It's a, t- it's a terrible mixture. And now we have a third ingredient thrown in and that's madness. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these, and when you when you're when you're having people in positions of power that say that men can have babies, that's madness, and you're we're seeing it everywhere. Yeah, they can't uh, right, and they can't define what a woman is. Un- no. Unbelievable. You, no. They start stuttering. They don't know what to say, but they can't say what a woman is. It's like man, you know, and right. men can get pregnant. You talk about gaslighting. The Democrats saying that Republicans are against funding the police. They just gaslight. They, they say these most ridiculous things. Biden's out there saying that Americans are so happy with the way the economy's going and they're just... <laughs> I'm thinking, what planet is... They just say this stuff. And, and it, to your point, a significant amount of people believe that. It's it's, it's a work uphill to bring that kind yeah. of truth. So what, 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 what would be your little nugget to try to get somebody to wake, get them out of the matrix goo? What would be the first little tug you think that you can just start pulling a little bit, take the blinders off. Well, the first thing I would tell people is to is to not because right now we and I I, I started out as a Democrat many years ago. Uh, I was I was a liberal, very radical guy, and uh, over the years I've seen that at this point Republicans are less dangerous. Okay, definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> they're less definitely less dangerous. The, the the Democrats are largely insane at this point. So. I, I would say if you're going to have an opposition, apparently right now it's got to run to the Republicans. You have to demand better of the Republicans. You're not going to, the Democrats are completely, they're a lost cause. They're insane. But if you're going to try to get through to the, the Republicans, you have to demand better. You have, you can't keep uh, electing these rhinos. And if you do, if, if they get elected, then you need to start vocally saying, how, how did they get, you know, we didn't elect them. You have to demand better because without any opposition, you've, you've got, uh, I don't know how many uh, political prisoners we still have in Washington, D.C. from January 6th. And I talk about them all the time mm-hmm. uh, trying to get one of them on my show. But uh, it's it's unconscionable that there are no civil libertarians except for people like me that come from the left that are talking about that. These people have been denied due process. They've been in prison for over a year uh, for really nothing. But you mm-hmm. know, if, even if you accept the premise, it's misdemeanors. And nobody's talking about that. Every single Republican in Congress, mm-hmm. every single one should be should be marching and protesting about that because that's right. what the Democrats should do. Right. They don't. You have a couple of them do it. The rest of them, 
they're they they're just being silent. And this is why mm-hmm. I used to call the Democrats the evil party and the Republicans the stupid party. And the stupid the Democrats are more evil than ever, and the Republicans are more stupid than ever because they continue to allow this to happen, and they're just so ineffective. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, well, I don't like either party, but that's that's our our hope right now lies in Republicans, believe it or not. So so the the J six people they don't get a, a, the right to the a speedy trial. No. They're under cruel and unusual punishment, and they don't they don't have the right representation. It's like they're they're, no. they're it's 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 insane that there anybody in this country and and some of them haven't even been charged with a crime. No, they're, and, they're, and this is where again I I blame Donald Trump. Donald Trump is holding his rallies. He never mentioned he should begin every rally. Those people are there because of him because they want to stop the, the stop the steal. That is true. Uh, and so he doesn't talk about them. Instead, he keeps bragging about himself, and he's raised I don't know a couple hundred million dollars. Think you maybe you could throw a few million their way so they can get legal representation? He's, he's he should he if he doesn't make it an issue, who's going to? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was un, done under him. He he's still saying he was robbed, which he mm-hmm. was, but uh, those no, people are paying point. the price. That's he's not in jail. They are. And yeah. I, I again, I when he starts talking out again, I'll give him credit if he does that. But he hasn't done it, and very few other Republicans have either. They mm-hmm. they've been forgotten. Mm-hmm. I did hear I did hear him at a rally I did hear him at a rally mention him uh, at least in in, in some cursory way uh, but you know uh, I think one of Trump's attorneys was just arrested by the FBI for uh, refusing to testify from the J six committee um, he was subpoenaed he was subpoenaed but but so was yeah. Eric Holder was subpoenaed when he was running guns down to Mexico. Right. He just said "f you" and walked away. But if you're a Trump guy, you get hauled, you get frog walked to the to the jail. You know, I mean, there's there's two levels yeah, and, of and, justice here. And that's the, that's the difference, though, isn't it? The Democrats would, would just say "f you" and go in. The Republicans go in. And Peter Navarro, you're talking about him. Mm-hmm. He was actually I was at a uh, book launch party for Naomi Wolf's uh, book book uh, new book that uh, great book. Uh, uh, this past uh, Tuesday, and Peter Navarro was there, and I, 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 you know, I, I wasn't sure who Peter Navarro was. I kind of was mixing up the name. I wish I'd gone and talked to him because I think he was arrested the next day. But uh, it's it, again, this is happening, and nobody cares, and it's all because, as I said, millions of people have Trump derangement syndrome, and I, I know from from talking about the J6 defendants, a lot of people who I considered friends and good people on the left. They think that they think those people aren't being punished enough, and they probably want them executed. But that's and it's all because of they hate Trump so much, and we have to deal with that. That hatred is very real yeah. out there. I, I don't know how you fight it, other than this. We have to try to be as aggressive as they are, and we have to be more confident and stop backpedaling and apologizing for stuff. Well, that is exactly true. It's time to take a stand, man. You got to stand for something, or you'll fall for anything. Look at the final final question out of the live chat from Paul Sishi. Uh, do you think there will be a second bioweapon released? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what the first one was still. And uh, we know they have bioweapons labs over in the Ukraine. America's admitted we have them there. We certainly know they've been doing these kinds of things at Fort Detrick, Maryland, and with what happened with AIDS. A lot of that was is still unknown. Anthony Fauci was in the center of that as well. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, to tell you the truth, I, I think at this point, if they they can just keep claiming there's a new strain of COVID, because mm-hmm. that's what basically they're doing. And all they have to do is say we have, and nobody's questioning the science. I mean, I don't know no. any virus has ever been like this in the history of the world. It's going on over two years now. What happened to COVID-20 and COVID-21? 
COVID-19 was the 2019 strain. Nobody mentions that. Wait a minute. This isn't science. That hasn't, these viruses are supposed to burn out in the heat. This one doesn't. It just keeps coming back. You might have it in the middle. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I don't trust any of it. I don't know how much of it is real to whatever degree, mm-hmm. but at this point, uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do. But again, my, what, my one prediction I can make is whatever they do, it won't make things better for the, for the vast majority of the people. Don, it sounds to me like you're not going to take the monkeypox vaccination. No. Sounds like you're disinfo. Sounds you're a little disinfo on that there, man. Well, hey, I tell you what, 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 what positive thing can we leave with this audience here? Well, you know, I, I believe that this is a spiritual battle. I believe okay. we're engaged, and I think it's a great, this is the great battle of, our, of, of all the ages, uh, because I think there is something to maybe end times are coming up, and I think that uh, our problems are so bad. The tyranny is so bad. The corruption is so bad. I don't think it's, I think it's beyond human repair, and I think that's why it's more important ever to have our faith mm-hmm. and to know that we believe in Jesus, we believe in God, and to know that uh, ultimately we have the great, the greatest power on our side. I, that's what I think. That's the only hope you can have because who are you going to hope for here on earth? I mean, everybody that's in a position of power is corrupt. We saw what happened when Donald Trump was in there for four years. Uh, nothing. He was the president of the United States, and nothing could get done. Uh, I, I don't know that you could find uh, you know somebody that could go in and, and have, against when you're looking at what they're facing. The systemic corruption everywhere at all levels. So I think more than ever, you know, my faith is emboldened that you look uh, to a greater power. And that's mm-hmm. that's the only thing I can tell you is keep your faith and know that eventually uh, we, we, we believe that mm-hmm. we'll prevail. Goodness mm-hmm. will prevail. And that's what you have to believe that. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly the, the Continental Army was against tremendous odds, underfunded and undermanned and uh, yeah. under-equipped. So there are miracles that occur and have occurred in this country. There have been great awakenings and great revivals come out of nowhere and sweep the country. That could happen at any time. So I think it is good that we need to remain positive, but be aware, stay awake, find information, uh, but not let fear rule us. But that doesn't mean lack of action. Each one of us has a part in the struggle against good and evil. It's the classic biblical a tale of good versus evil and we know whose side god is on we want to make sure we're on his side uh donald jeffries i appreciate you coming on the edge broadcast can we have you on again sometime absolutely whenever you want me i'd be uh, uh proud to be on again the website is donaldjeffries.media it's brand new but you can find out everything about me that you need to find there i appreciate you having me on all right i appreciate you coming on the show sir thank you Goodbye. take care you too